you know Our Town Reno and The Biggest Little Streets Instagram have a podcast? Yeah, it's part of the overall Our Town Reno Street Reporting Collective. The podcast has interviews of heroes and sheroes of Reno. It looks into our unaffordable housing crisis and efforts to hashtag help each other out. It also has Keep Reno Rad interviews with local artists. Find it wherever you get your podcasts by looking for Our Town Reno. Our Town Reno. What's up, Up of the Mixers? We've got another ad from a friend of the show. And it's your friendly neighborhood toy store. Katie Empire is your local premium pop culture and vinyl toy store in the Reno Sparks area. They specialize in designer figures, amazing anime merch. Katie Empire carries many rare and limited pieces from some of the top artists and companies. They are located at 433 Pyramid Way in Sparks. For new arrivals, make sure you check out their Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at KD Empire. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexico, Captain Kulo, the Honey Badger, the Habitual Line Crosser, the Baby Whisperer, and Tracksuit Bobby. And we're back for one of our final episodes of Season 4. The summer's winding down, and we need to take a break. Yes. We've been grinding too hard. And, uh, and a, yeah. lot's, a lot's going down, you know? Like, on. you know, we got we got a wedding to do, you know? Weddings, to participate in trips, mm-hmm. all kinds of school starting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How was how was your week, Caesar? Uh, it was pretty average, other than I got to see Leia play a little bit of football today. Oh, that's you right. Know? She started soccer. How's yeah, that yeah. Going? So I missed the first one because the bachelor party, which you know is fine. But uh, yeah, so like this one, it was just like just a bunch of three, four year old kids not listening. Does she like it? <laughs> she does like it. That's fun. Yeah, she does like it. And it's just like a bunch of kids running around, and it's good to know that my kids like in the center where it's like, there's real kids that are older that listen really well, and there's ones that don't, <laughs> and they're just running around and like doing their own thing. So mine's like in the center, which is pretty. She cool. knows what's up. She knows what's she up, and it's like she kind of runs around until I'm like, hey, you know. Execution and, might not be there, but she understands yeah. the and every, she, the she, mission. Yeah, and she loves to like power kick the ball into the net. She doesn't stop the ball. She just like she sees it coming and she runs towards it and just like hits it as hard as she can. So there you go. It's always good. I gotta teach her a little bit of finesse, you know. <laughs> so I don't think that's a Lopez trait. No, probably not. <laughs> so as much finesse as I know how to do, it's you know. But other than that, like so, yeah, same old week. Um, we went to the doctor this week, I believe. Yeah, because uh, remember she got COVID. Yeah, yeah. And she was sick, so it was just her check-up check up at the normal doctor. Everything's good. Everything's back to normal. Like, she was back in, back up and, you know, like, the next day or the next day, she was good. Nice. Because I think it was, like, a combination of, like, a, the bug, the stomach bug that was going around. And mm-hmm. then COVID happened to be there, too. So, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. We'll get to my week in a second. But first, mm-hmm. we have a very special guest joining us. Uh, I've known her a long time, all the way going back to high school. 
Yep. Freshman year of high school. Yep. But welcome, Erica Flavin, candidate for Sparks Justice Court, to the show. Thank you for joining us, Erica. Welcome. Thank you. Thank welcome. you. Thank you. Hello, 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 everyone. Mm. How, how are you doing this, this Saturday morning? I am doing well. I slept in. So. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> so that was really nice. Uh, but things are things are moving along. Yeah. Well, we're getting Very into busy. It. So we'll thank you for having me. We're glad you're here. Definitely. Um, we're going to start off with story time this week. As you yeah. guys said, asked, it was the first uh, week of school. And uh, it's always like exciting but exhausting, you know, as a teacher. But like I'm always like energetic. You know, all the kids coming in, like seeing their friends, seeing the homie they haven't seen all summer. You know, just sitting in class, the energy, the energy's really high for the seniors. And then, like, you see, like, freshmen unsure of where to go. Oh, shuck. <laughs> walking into the wrong classroom, <laughs> holding, like, their, their schedule, like, trying to figure out, like, how the numbers work <laughs> on, on the classrooms. Uh, it's just such, and then, then, like, everywhere in between, like, with mm. the sophomores. and the, like, uh, It's so crazy. Do, do you guys remember that first week of school? Uh, I, remember. I do remember, yeah. And I don't yeah. miss it, not no. one bit. Were you, no. a, were you a nervous type or an excited type? I was a mix. Uh, and so, for me, I went to Little Flower. So, I went to parochial school for eight years. So, to transition into a public high school was completely different and nothing I had ever experienced before. But I wanted that. That I had the choice, you want to go to Minogue or do you want to go to Reed? And I said, Reed, all the way. <laughs> so, I was super excited, but nervous. Very nervous at the same time. Yeah. Do you remember Caesar? Your- yeah. It was the like same thing, combination of both. And it's like, yeah, I see. But then, you know, there's a lot of older people from, like, middle school. And then, obviously, you're a freshman. And then, like, your growth spurt is not there yet. So it's like, you know, who are these huge-ass people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I didn't look like a freshman, but I was still nervous. And I'll never forget, like, walking in. Uh uh, Like, my neighbor that was a year older than me, like, ran into him. And, like, all the nervousness went away. I'm like, oh, like, everyone's going to think I'm a sophomore. Yeah. Just walking in, like. Hanging out with all these softwares, thinking I was all cool. Yeah. It's just it's just weird because like for me, I usually, you know, freshman year, cool, but then I started making friends with like juniors and seniors. I always yeah. make friends with like older people for some reason, you know. That's Obviously sweet. Sean's like older than me, so like <laughs> you know, it's like the same thing. And yeah, so after like the first and like you know, knowing like oh, by the time you're senior, you're walking in there like you own the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but even like the cockiness is off the scales because like even like freshman year, where it's like like Nick J's brother was you know there and oh, like yeah, yeah. so he said he was like a junior yeah, or yeah. senior when I yeah, so he was way older than me, but you know young C's, little smart C's, you know, and like advanced classes and stuff, hanging out with the older kids and stuff. So gives you that perspective, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can be the, you know the cool. Like, I remember Anthony Lynch was in my, my yeah. PE class, like, <laughs> yes. my senior year. Like, Anthony Lynch, a uh, freshman initiating freshmen as a freshman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was so funny. And, like, you know, Salty Brad has a lot of stories about Lynch, too, helping helping out the little the, <laughs> the little guys, you know? But, uh, yeah, so that was it's just, it's always fun to see. But I was so exhausted by yesterday. Mix of emotions, you know? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this your first full classroom in a while? No, uh, last year was back was okay. normal. Um, so, it, but the kids weren't like coming back. It was weird last year. This is more typical. Mm-hmm. Like first week of school, mm-hmm. like no one's really wearing masks. There's no like, like you know, it's just yeah. Kind of, I would I don't want to say fully back to normal because I don't think we're going back to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, as close as we're gonna get, I guess. Have you noticed any change 
And the kids? And the kids? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> even uh, from, like, I started teaching 11 years ago. Even from then, completely. I, like, anyone over our age mm-hmm. is just going to be shocked by how kids are. They're just so much smarter and savvier. Mm-hmm. Know what's up. Um, like, yesterday, you know, we, we I do, like, a in my world history class, like, highlight a this day in history every day and like yesterday it was coco chanel's birthday mm-hmm. so we talked about you know like because I, I was like oh this is a cool one because she was a nazi spy during world war ii she has a wild story yeah like, so crazy. we like went into that and they were like what she was with the nazis like blah, blah blah and i'm like and no one cared afterwards she just like gave away chanel number five to the to like the soldiers <laughs> yeah they were like all right i guess she lied yeah and then the, like this girl's like there's so many problematic people through history no. And I was like, yeah, just do a little research. That and sounds like, like a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> like a problematic person in history. In season five or six. I don't even know what we're on. but Yeah. So, I mean, they say stuff like that or they just joke about stuff or like, I'll say something like, really? Like, can we unpack that for a second? And I'm like, mm. The kids will say that. Yes. Oh. They're hilarious. They yeah. have an awareness. The, the, yeah. The. It's it's wild. It's so crazy. Especially like they've had the whole world in the palm of their hands, where they could do research about you know Nazis mm-hmm. and things, and you know like so people, especially back in the day, face value was everything, and now with social media and everything, like you could look deep. Yeah, you guys both have kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, fifteen years, and yeah, yeah, you guys will not recognize. <laughs> no, will recognize them. Yeah, they'll be. Oh, but I love it. Like, I'm like. You guys are going to save the world. I'll help you. But yeah. we're going <laughs> to. Or guide them in the right people direction. Older, people older than us are not going to like what you guys <laughs> no. are going to do. It's okay, though. Yeah. They're definitely going to hate you. But you think millennials got shit on? Oh, these kids are. Yeah. But it's in a great way. Yeah. But uh, anyway, question of the week. <clears throat> Let's get this thing started. Mm-hmm. It's end of summertime. How do you guys feel about end of summer events like the rib cook-off, balloon races, air races, hot August nights? Uh, what do you guys do? You guys have a favorite? What do you like to to partake in? For me, I'll partake in all of them. Rib cook off annoys me just because prices are so much right now for anything. So it's like limits my you know tasting of everything. You right. know, but hot August nights is you know so much good and bad in that event. It's just like you know we need the money, but also those wild people just come in, especially like. You know, when people in Nevada and Californias get together, um, shootouts tend to happen, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What about you, Erica? I like all of them, but yes, I would agree, rib cook-off, it's tough because it's so hot. It's also very hot, yeah. And mm-hmm. there aren't, with it being busier, there isn't always a lot of places to sit, so you're eating your ribs standing up, and that's not mm-hmm. always I'm too old easy. to eat uncomfortably. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, it takes away, if I'm paying all this money... For delicious food, mm-hmm. and I'm walking around in 97 degree heat on blacktop. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you got to pay like 120 dollars if you want to get a, yeah, like a seat at a table. And everyone gets that now, so yeah. that's super hard to even get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now like I don't know since I live close to there, uh, I get you, yeah, I get can, sent on a run. Like <laughs> the lady's like, "Yo, you want to go get some?" And I was like, to "Do it." And I was like, "All right, I'll go on my bicycle." Right. Lock up my bike at, you know, Packs and Pines. Salute to you guys. I'll lock up my bike there. Do a couple of places that I feel. I get, That's cool. I get to choose, which is awesome. You know? I'll choose, pack it up on the bicycle, and take it back to the house. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. You know, eat my ribs and air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Get them to go. Yeah. And, like, the most important thing, anyways, is the sauces. Because, like, it's definitely different 
when they give they give it to the judges than to the general public. Right. So for me, it's tasting the sauces is more important than the actual quality of the meat. <laughs> do you guys, do you still go to Dawn Patrol? I actually have not been in years and years and years, but I am planning on going this year to take my daughter. How old is yeah. she? She will be three in just a couple months. Awesome. So I think it's kind of the perfect time, the lights and everything. She'll be cranky. She's not always <laughs> a morning person. Yeah. But I think that's going to be really exciting to kind of see that through her because we did Dragon Light Festival. Oh, yeah, we she did that too. She really enjoyed that. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It was adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be my first year with Leia taking oh, her. Yeah. In the and she's three. And as a photographer, I go every year, at least one time. But this time it will be different with the kid. Yeah, get some more shots of her. More annoying because the parking <laughs> too. Parking child. Yeah. Nice. It definitely like having kids is it's a different experience doing all of these events, I feel like cuz I know how it was for me when I was younger, but seeing it through her eyes, it's it kind of makes it special again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going to Dawn Patrol so many times, you you've seen it, it's like okay. Yep. But yeah, to have that fresh perspective, yep. I'm sure it makes it worth it again. Getting up that early, voluntarily. <laughs> parking, on a yes. Day off. All that, of that parking and the walking. Yes. And then the walking afterwards. Yes. See, I always volunteer. I like take my fiance and her friends. I'm like, I'll drop you guys off. And then uh, you guys can take a lift home. Smart. <laughs> I'll be asleep. Yeah. Like, bring me some breakfast uh, with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we go back uh-huh. and go to sleep. And uh, yeah, that was our question of the week. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't know. I have lived through all these events so many times it's hard to get excited about them mm-hmm. but the rib cook-off yeah the ribs are always delicious at least how often have you guys been to the air races though oh i haven't been to the air races i haven't been in such since a long i time. was yeah like probably like in Cause, college because i was yeah. a little out of town and yeah you know, parking's probably i mean for a while i was going to burning man this weekend so mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't be here mm-hmm. so yeah how come you're not going anymore um I don't know. I'm too old or Burning Man's too yeah. wild or I've outgrew it or yeah. Like I probably, all of the above. I've never been, but I probably can't right now. Probably can't last more than two or three days. It's, it's just, it's changed a lot. And I'm not about that. To be honest, I'm not about that life anymore. It's hard. <laughs> and that expensive ticket life. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work and a lot of money that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to spend, you know, it's fun, but also, you know, you're not showering really or, anything for a long time and being covered in dust and stuff is you know i don't want to complain but it's not the most pleasant state to be in for five or six days straight and that money could be put elsewhere like to a trip where you can lounge at the beach exactly exactly like uh, or we could rent a nice airbnb on the ocean yeah and that's some of my friends that's what they started like we spent all this money like what if we went to like europe or something yeah because so, some people save up all years for that and get for, ready yeah. all right. year. Right. So yeah, you know, I still have uh, friends that go, and um, I'm sure maybe I'll go again at some point. Maybe who knows? These uh, end of the year events are nice, but now it's almost like there's an event every weekend here in town. So if you miss one, there's always something there's always else something to else to do. Yeah, a lot of people come. I feel like they're not even for the locals anymore. They're different yeah. from people coming out of town, which you know is good and bad. But uh, Erica, uh, I, you know, I mentioned I've known you since high school. What's your background? Are you are you originally were you born and raised, Reno? Born and raised, or Sparks, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Born and raised. All right, tell us about your background, how you grew up, and you know, 
Yes. So uh, let me see. I'll start from the beginning. Yeah. Born and raised here. My parents are from Nigeria. So first generation, I have three sisters. So that was very interesting growing up to a three, excuse me, two older, one younger. I'm the only one who stayed here in town. They've all dispersed in, in different fun, exciting places. Um, and yeah, I went to Little Flower for first through eighth grade, then went to Reed High School, graduated from Reed, um, and then I went to UNR, did my bachelor's and my master's degree there, uh, took some time off in between though, worked at the jail for pretrial services, worked in the booking lobby, that was really interesting, <laughs> you get to see a whole lot when you're there. You probably got people, stories. Yeah, maybe some people you know. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it runs the gamut from people I know, people I met yesterday. Uh, it was really interesting, but it was it was eye opening. I mean, it was the gr- it was a great experience. I won't lie. It was a great experience to work there to see you know also even what law enforcement go through. To be honest, um, but generally, it was my first sample I guess you could say into the my first dabble into the criminal justice field um, and then <clears throat> I went into I did my uh, my master's degree in justice management that was like a program with UNR and the uh, judicial college thought court administration because that's essentially what it is it's like court administration thought that was the route that I wanted to go into but as I started working more because I I transitioned from the jail to the courthouse and I was doing supervision there still with pretrial services um, and kind of how I described that to everyone it was was almost like I was a almost like I was a probation officer but not really you know I didn't I wasn't post-certified I didn't own a gun I didn't you know you know, uh, people came to me. I did drug testing, make sure they were complying with their court's conditions, essentially. So if they were supposed to do counseling three times a week or just check in with me three times a week and say hello, I was the one making sure that they were doing that. And then I did the I gave reports to the court on that. But anyway, so through doing that, I kind of realized, you know, being in court every day, that law school is probably the route I should have gone. Uh, from the beginning, and that was probably internally what I had been avoiding all along, essentially. So then I up and went to law school, kind of upended my life here in town. I had bought a house. I was happy. Things were going great. But this was something I knew that I wanted to do. So I went to Minnesota. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, Minnesota, eh? Okay. Yes, yes. Hey, where they got pup. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I, my plan was, because I, I just, I wanted, at that point, I, I needed to get out of town. I wanted to get out of Nevada. I wanted to experience something else. I didn't want to go to Boyd in Vegas or or to Sacramento. I just really needed to do something different. So I thought Minnesota was, you know, that was the place I was going to stay and remain. And, um, you know, it was very eye-opening. I mean, it was a great experience being where, somewhere where else. St. Paul. Okay. So uh, Twin Cities, and it was a great experience. It was a beautiful, beautiful place, but it definitely gave me a, a very, very big appreciation for the people here in town and in Reno and Sparks. And I mean, we really, it is a special place. You know, I, I think I wouldn't have had that appreciation if I hadn't left, uh, but people here are really nice. And, you know, there are things to do and there's space and, you know, it's different now, obviously, because it's grown a ton right, right. since since, you know, since we all grew up. But 
I love it here now. I'm not going anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, uh, like what Sean says, West Coast is the best coast. Right, right. <laughs> All the time. I mean, Minnesota winters are nasty. Dude, that's what I was going to say. Like, dude, it's like humid and yes. it's super cold. Yes, like, all of the above. I don't and it's know humid if I and hot in the it. summertime. Yeah. Yes. I went out there in the summertime and I was like, I remember, you know, going out like nine o'clock at night and it was like 92 degrees with 95% humidity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no, this yes. is not for me. Mm-hmm. And when I first moved there, I was in a basement level apartment. So thankfully it wasn't as hot as some of the other apartments, but it was an old building. So there was no AC and I had never experienced long-term humidity like that before Uh ever so it was a rude awakening i lost Uh a ton of weight because it's just you know you're uncomfortable and i was stressed out sweating all Mm -hmm. the time uh so it was it was an experience and then yes and and then moving into the winter time (laughs) bone chilling i mean bone bone chilling and the snow you know i mean they told me, you know, you need to get a shovel and you need to put it in your the trunk of your car. And I was like, why? why? <laughs> Who does that? Why, why would you do that? What for? They're like, you'll see. Sure enough, I did see. Because you have to dig your car out. You know, the snowstorms come and, you know, no one's coming to help you. And you have to move your car because a lot of times they will do... Um, snow plowing Mm -hmm. on the certain streets and they will first come through with the tow truck. So all the tow truck will come through and tow every single vehicle that's left on the road so that the snow plows can come through. But in order to get your car out before the tow truck comes through and the plow, you got to shovel it out. Oh, this sounds so (laughs) It seems like a lot of work already. I'm like, like, cool. "Mm." Yeah. It was, it was an experience. It was, and, and then the last winter I was there, that was the first, polar vortex unimaginable they even had to shut down the schools because the school buses wouldn't run because the the engine it was too cold it was was too too cold cold. it's probably unhealthy to even breathe that yes you're not supposed to be out engine can't work yes you think your organic lungs like full of tissue moisture you know how's that gonna do and that's the thing, like, yeah, you can't. You're really selling Minnesota well right <laughs> yeah. now. But summertime, so <laughs> what I heard. amazing. <laughs> but St. Paul, the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. was voted, like, so many years in a row as, like, the most uh, friendliest USA bike city. They have, like, bike routes where you can take from the city all the way to one of the Great Lakes. I forget which one's there. Mm. But you can ride from the city all the way to the lake. And it's, like, super, super bicycle friendly out there. Both sides. It's St. Paul and... Uh, the uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minneapolis, yes, yeah, yeah. Isn't that where Marvin's at? Minneapolis, yeah, yeah. yeah. Salute to Marvin on vacation somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, once you graduated law school, you did you move back to Reno right away? I ran back. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, dry weather. Let's go. I actually, so I, I managed to. Because uh, I, I needed to come home any means necessary. So I managed to figure out how I could get all of my credits done early, you know, by doing the in-between semesters and what, winter semester, I think is what they called it. So I was able to do my last semester here in town uh, with a, an internship, essentially, with, with one of the judges here. Uh, so I, I did two and a half years in Minnesota, came back, finished my last semester of law school up here, and then went back for graduation. Nice. And what year was that? Uh, that was in 2014. 
Yes, okay. 2014. Okay. So, and then I've been with the public defender's office last six years, going on seven, and I love it. It's great, great work. I mean, obviously, very underappreciated work, but you know, you don't know till you know, and it's 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 important work. So, it, it, I think it's. You know, because the perception I think that many people have is, you know, they see what they see on TV. You right. know, they they go into courtroom and the, the public defender is fumbling their paperwork or doesn't know what their name is or, you know, any of those other stereotypes, essentially. And, you know, and I can't say that that doesn't happen ever anywhere. Um, but at the same time, you know, overworked, you know, uh, lots and lots of cases, yes. But we still know our work and we know what we're doing and I think the perception is if you're a private attorney then you somehow know more than a a, a public defender but that's definitely not the case because you know we are doing this work day in day out multiple cases we know the DAs the district attorneys that we're working with you know we know when we see a fact pattern we know quickly those things that we can pull out that are issues you know issue spotting so it's just, I mean, that's the work, obviously, that goes into being a, a criminal defense attorney or an attorney in general. Um, but obviously, I can't speak more highly of <laughs> my profession because uh, it's it's hard work, but it's great work and it's important work. So you say <clears throat> important work as a public defender. I mean, do, do you see the inequality like in the justice system where you know most people don't realize there's not a lot of, uh, let's say. What am I looking for? Resources directed for the public defenders. And did you have like a huge caseload? Was it hard to help all of your clients as much as you could? Well, and I think that when we talk about, let's say like resources. So that really, I think, is more community based. And I think that affects not just the public defender's office. So all we know, we know that there are a lack of resources regarding mental health um, and even substance abuse. Um, There was a gambler's uh, treatment program that actually, I don't know if the treatment court has closed, but there was really only one uh, counseling place to go to that since has closed. And so just the the resources that we have in this area, you know, we we need more. Um, And in terms of the numbers of attorneys uh, thankfully, we've actually been able to add additional positions. You know, my boss, he's, he's great. He's able been able to get the additional bodies into the office for the rising number of cases that we have. <clears throat> but as we said, the, the city is growing exponentially. So that just also means that there is going to also then be an exponential number of cases that come into our office. And so we just have to make sure that we're keeping up pace uh, to 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 meet those rising demands essentially and you know we are a a great group a great bunch and so you know really hard working and we get great results and I think people will say well unless you're every case is a not guilty then it's you're not getting good results and and that by no means we get we get those uh, but that's not necessarily how we measure success you know getting a, a beneficial offer or treatment or just something you know along those lines we have to we measure success in, in lots of different ways and I think within our office and, and just in the work that public defenders do in general um, lots of great successes so you know that that gets overshadowed crazy um, 
So when you talk about being a public defender, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you said people don't have like that accurate portrayal of how the justice system works. Can, like, give us an idea, like how, how, what percentage of cases actually go to trial? How many are, you know, there's a plea bargain or an off some sort of offer made? What are the percentages and how often are you actually defending someone in court for a trial? So the, I don't know the specific percentages, but in terms of how many cases, you know, mine that typically actually go to trial, even when they're set is very, very, very small. Uh, And that is for many reasons, you know, but one of the reasons when I'm, whether I'm talking to my client or, or, or someone else, you know, if there can, if we can come to an agreement of some sorts, that's going to be beneficial for our all parties, whether it's, you know, the alleged victim, the defendant, um, the court system, there's no reason that we can't settle a case. You know, if, if there's, because that's actually, you know, judicial economy that that's, there's more no efficient. reason. Yeah, that's just more efficient. Um, and sometimes there are cases where I'm the one as, you know, as 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 uh, my client's attorney, I'm saying this is a great case <laughs> to take to trial. I think this, you know, we have these issues. This is something that I, you know, I'm, I'm essentially championing the fact that I think this is a, a model case. And then I have the client who's saying no. Mm. No, that's not what I want to do. And so that's obviously we go with whatever the client's wishes are. But time, many, many times I've actually been in that situation. And those clients obviously don't, they, they just rather come to some other alternate agreement for, for various reasons, whether it's, you know, they just don't want to go through that process. They don't want to take the risk because trials are a risk. It's scary, right? yeah, too. Yes. You know, because you could get the opposite of what you think, you know, it's the worst situation. But it's, you know, those, jur- those jurors sitting in the box. Mm-hmm. Right, or right. the judge you get, you know. Right, and you can't anticipate, even though, you know, you, you know, if I, as the attorney, I'm standing up there arguing these facts and, and trying to lay out everything, I can't control what they focus on. And, and so, you know, when I'm saying it's, this is the issue over here, and they're like, well, what about Z? You know, I'm saying <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And they're like, what about uh, Z? And it's like, Z never was talked about because that wasn't, you know, even a thing. And, and so you just... You're probably an advocate for, like, critical <laughs> thinking classes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. Reasoning. Yes. Logic. Yes. That type of thing. You know, all, all of the above. Yeah. Oh, and man. so you just can't... <laughs> control um and you can't always you try to anticipate everything possible but there are just some things that you can't anticipate um and so it's you know you you try i try and give my clients the best information that i can um you know legal and otherwise and then they make the decision um and then i have other cases where you know the information that we have is perhaps not as favorable um, and and they don't see it that way, and so we go to trial, you know, and, and that's just, that's what it is. So it's it's their choice and, uh, you know, the client's choice, and but many cases, yeah, just don't end up going to trial. And there's, sometimes there's last-minute negotiations that are had or witness issues, so that causes the state to come with a really good offer. It just, there's so many moving parts 
that you just really can't anticipate any anything that's going to happen. And every case is different, you know, no matter whether you have the same charges and even maybe similar circumstances, the fact patterns are going to be different. The people obviously are different. So you just, you know, everything is, you have to look at everything singularly because it's they're all separate they're all very different you sound very passionate yes. like you, like, yeah. you sound like you love it. and i like this hand talking because yeah. that's, that's how that's what i do it too i uh, am very passionate yeah. and and i mean because this is what i love this is what i do day in and day out and you know this is also obviously why i'm, I'm running and even now i i i have to try and you know dampen it down a little bit because i could talk i could talk about this all day yeah. and and because it's it's exciting work and you know there are people who are very appreciative of, of the work that, that we're able to do. And it just, it makes you want to keep trying and, and trying harder and whether, whether there's that, that appreciation or that realization or not. And, you know, oftentimes I, I see things in, in, in the individuals that who, who are standing next to me that they may not see in themselves. And Sometimes you know that they may not be ready and, and you're like, hopefully they'll get there, but they may not. And so, you know, you just hope you don't see them back again. And sometimes you do. And you're like, hey, Scott, why? Why are you back hey, here again? Exactly. You know, sometimes, you know, yeah. you know, sometimes the hard headed people, you know, yeah, and hard and habits are hard to break. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like on average, like when a person decides, let's go to court, mm-hmm. how long does it usually take? Oh, well. That also very much depends. And also, too, you know, during COVID, you know, when when the pandemic first hit, obviously for for everyone and everything, including the court system, everything stopped. Mm -hmm. So once the courts did finally open back up and they were trying to get uh, cases moving again and, and the trials moving again, still a huge backlog. And that that couldn't be helped. Um, But right now. Things are a lot more fluid and 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 moving a lot faster. So, also, I mean, it depends on if the client wants to invoke speedy trial. So, if they want speedy, it's typically set within sixty days. That can't okay. always happen, mm-hmm, depending mm-hmm. on the the court's calendar. But all obviously, it'll you know we'll make all best efforts to set it within sixty days. But if they waive that and say you know no, I don't want it set within sixty days, and there's a lots of reasons why someone may not want to. If there's additional investigations that have to be done, or they're just not in that much of a rush, it could be set out three months, four months. It could even be set out into the next year. Oh, man. So wow. it it really depends i feel like as a as an attorney that i give that answer a lot it depends, depends. circumstances <laughs> yes. not what they want to hear yes. necessarily yes, exactly no. yeah because that's what i was thinking too like to push it out longer so you guys could do research yes on to help your client out yes because mm-hmm. ultimately you know we want to be able to be as prepared as possible and put the best case forward as possible because you know it's yes it's our client's life on the line it's or you know just their freedom their liberty or even just their their personal well-being you know it could be a very minor charge even if it's for a misdemeanor offense um but we want to be able to put the the best case forward and and to have the jurors you know, see what we see in the case. So we'd like to prepare as, as best as possible. But we, 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 we just, we're, we're all human beings. We do the absolute best that we can. So what inspired you to run for uh, Sparks Justice Court? Great question. Obviously, <laughs> I get that a lot. And really, there are a lot of things. So, you know, in, in one respect, 
we talk a lot about the change that we want to see, you know, moving forward in our lives um, or, or in the community. And, and I think ultimately if, if, if I'm sitting back and I'm not doing anything about it, you know, I, I can't really, I can't be critical or I can't, uh, I, I don't really have anything to say if I'm not making my efforts to do what I can. So that was kind of one of the reasons I think, you know, representation obviously on the bench is, is important. Uh, if I'm elected, I would be the first black female judge in Northern Nevada, period, ever. Mm, so, wow. you know, representation matters. And, and 2022, people. 2022. But I think that says a lot. You know, I think it says where we are going, you know, but it also shows where we have been. So I think there's obviously, you know, I think it's it's there's I think it's progress. I think it's progress and, and me running, uh, I'm hoping that I can be just a voice or, or, you know, just like a, a role model. You know, I have my little one, my daughter. And, and again, I want to be able to, as, as one of the judges I used to practice in front of, put my feet to the fire and show, you know, what, what I can do. Um, and so representation matters. I would only be the second judge, black judge in Northern Nevada as well. So representation matters. It's, it's really important for others, you know, the youth to see what they can be. Right. Inspiration. You got to see it to be it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also too, you know, just a, a, a broader sense of, I think that, I, I, not I think, I know that I have a very uh, wide range of experience and perspective, a, a fresh and, and new perspective that I can offer to the bench. So I want to be able to use all of my experience uh, to to give back to the community and, and to, you know, those those tag words of rule fairly and, and impartially. And all, all that's really important. Obviously, that's that's what's required. Um but I just I'm I'm a voice and I'm here and I, I want to use it. Fantastic. Yes, that's what we like to. If do. you're listening, you're Sparks. Uh-huh. You're, so, uh, what what area of Sparks is it? Is it all of Sparks? All of Sparks. Yes. Yeah, so I've had uh, that question because there are some people who are on the Washoe County side, and some people you know on just the city of Sparks side. Everyone, everyone in Sparks, no matter you know what your boundary lines are. are uh, you can vote for me in the election. November 8th will yeah. be the general election. Uh, vote, early voting starts, I think, uh, two weeks, I believe, before then. So, yeah, I think it's just really important, who, regardless of who anyone is voting for, to get out to the polls or, or to mail in that mail-in ballot because, you know, voting is important. And, and if you want your voice to be heard, that's, this is one of the most basic steps that we can all take. Yeah, uh, I teach. I'm teaching AP government this week. The first week we were talking about citizenship, what it means to be a citizen, and talking about participating and what that looks like. And uh, you know, voting's kind of the bare minimum. You know, like as a citizen of getting or participating in this process. So, if you're out there listening, get your ass out there and vote mm-hmm. and vote for Erica for Thank Sparks you. Justice Court. Yes. Thank you. And speaking of that. Can you tell us what is, what a justice court judge does? Like, uh, we had Z on a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was explaining, uh, you know, there's the different levels of the justice system and how it's really several different systems. The Sparks Justice Court is a local court 
Yes. Can you explain what you, what would be your responsibilities, what kind of cases you'd be uh, seeing? Yes. So the justice court level, and I guess just even to take that a step back, so there will be two for the Sparks uh, ballot. There will be two separate judge races. One is going to be for municipal court, that's City of Sparks, and then the other is for Justice Court. Obviously, that's the one that I will be on. That's kind of Washoe County. So for Justice Court or Justice of the Peace, that they deal with misdemeanor matters, obviously, uh, citations, um, you know, criminal matters, uh, even evictions, you know, they deal with that as well. But then they also, the, the difference between justice of the peace at justice court and, and in the municipal court is that the justice of the peace handles pretrial hearings for felony and gross misdemeanor matters. So, um, let's say a case is on track to go to trial in district court, and that would be a felony case. And so, you know, they, the felony cases have jury trials. The misdemeanor cases have bench trials when it's, when it's just in front of a judge, unless it's a domestic battery. That's separate, though. <laughs> so if a case is on track to have a jury trial, one of the first preliminary hearings you have is called a preliminary hearing. That is held at the justice court level in front of the justice of the peace. And essentially, you know, they are determining if there is enough case uh, evidence in the case to move forward or to be bound over to the district court and then ultimately go to trial for, ju- for a jury trial. Okay. And so the justice of the peace handles all of those matters for uh, felonies and for gross misdemeanors, and then they handle, but they, we don't do, we wouldn't do sentencings. So let's say someone is, is sentenced on a felony destruction of property. They, the, that sentencing has to happen in district court. So the justice of the peace does not handle sentencings for felony or gross misdemeanor matters. So I hope that makes yeah. <laughs> sense. <laughs> Lots I mean, of nuances. Lot. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot. It's well, it's a tough thing to teach because of the different levels, and it's yes. hard to keep track of the way. Like you explained, that you know, something start in your court, yes, then move on to the district yes. level. So it's, I mean. Right. And I mean, I draw like a diagram on the. Yes, and that's, <laughs> like I'm very visual. Yeah, so for me, I'm like, okay, if I could write this down on a board, I mean, I'm not a teacher, but yes, I would be, you know, writing it down and showing the different steps and the lines of, of where, you know, the trajectory of a case goes. I think that's most helpful. And, you know, and I think it's really important to be able to have kids. I mean, and even high school students, you know, learn really how these cases run through the system. And not only that, like what the expectations are. And oftentimes when when young individuals, you know, are, are with me in court, they're so nervous, which I think is a good thing. But I think the basics have to even be taught like, don't wear shorts, you know, you know, it's preferable not to just come in, you know, a t-shirt, like wear your Sunday best or whatever that may be. And for some individuals, their Sunday best is obviously not necessarily what we would expect. And that's okay. Right. That's okay. Uh, But I think that there has to be, or there should be just a level of understanding of what the court system, not just what it is, but what the expectations are if you're ever there, and even if it's just for a speeding ticket, you know, and then what the trajectory of a case takes so that there's at least just that basic level of understanding. Because I think 
most people just have no clue. And that's that's understandable. But it shouldn't be. I it's mean, a, yeah. yeah. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when you have to explain to someone, it's like, okay, we have to go to this pre. Yes. You know? And then from there, then we decide... Then the, or the the court decides. Then if we could take it another step, yes. And then from there, then we got to pick the jury, you know. And then the, like they need to know, yes, so the and process. Then, mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, that's just a failure of education. <laughs> yes, well, good job, America. Well, I think there are, you know, just lots of steps that we can take. And for me personally, on just on on a personal level, regardless of what my future is, you know, I want to be able to, you know, when they're like, you know, bring your mom to school day or whatnot i'd love to be that parent that's teaching you know this is what i do in a day but this is what a case looks like this is the trajectory that you know a case will take and i mean you know that may be only one small short lesson but i do think it's important because even you know even testifying at trial many individuals think that they get up, they talk to the judge or they talk straight to the jury and just tell them everything <laughs> that, story. you know, their story. And it's like, mm, it, that, it, that's not. <laughs> it's not law and order. Dun, no. dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so. you, spo- you speak what's spoken to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you'll, you'll probably get shut down all the time, too. They're like, what about this? <laughs> So, yeah, I, 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 it's a passion of mine, obviously. I get very excited and very animated. You're getting us, and you're getting us <laughs> yeah, animated like, and excited about like this. I need to go to your I'm office and you yeah. show me a diagram. I Let's would love go. that. I mean, honestly, you know, Field I think trip. it's so important, even yes, to cut. Oh, and that's what I think people don't realize mm. that court hearings for the, the majority public, of them are public hearings. We, so come. I have the, uh, I love my school. We make our students. Each our seniors each semester have to uh, attend a judicial proceeding, yes. a local just uh, for at least an hour, and then they do. That's like fantastic. A, they have to do a judicial proceeding, uh, a government meeting, and they have to volunteer for a couple organizations just to get them civically engaged, but also to see the things they're learning about in action. Yes, and yes. see that like this is. Like most of you, this if you end up in court, it's not going to be some dramatic thing, you know, in the Supreme Court. Yeah. They're yes. going to be in your local court. Like politics is local. You need to get involved yeah. with yes. local. Love. This is how, you know, these decisions are made that affect you. Exactly. It's, it's just normal people. And I mean, and we have great, great judges here. And so I think even at like the justice court level, oftentimes the judges are just having a conversation with, you know, my client or whatnot, trying to say like, what's going on? Like, how can we, what can we do to help you? Because I don't want you to come back. And so I think if students can see that interaction, that it isn't just, you know, a slapping on mm-hmm. you on the wrist or just, you know, fear. I, I think it's important for for students to see how, though, that those interactions take place. Nice. Yeah. And as she was talking, I, I want to be justice of the peace. Cause yes. that's, that title sounds awesome. <laughs> Almost like Judge Dredd. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Like, you're taking this the wrong game. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Comic books have ruined me. But, you know, be like Judge Dredd. Judge. I am the law. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Breaks, me, me being a kid. Sorry. I love Sorry. it. Anything that brings more interest and awareness yeah. is, is great. <laughs> I am the law. I am the law with my... <laughs> Right. What's your song of the week this week? Uh, it's Freedom by Che Noir on that Apollo Brown album they did. And they talked about some injustices in here, so I thought it'd be perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, listen and enjoy. We'll be back right. in a second. Salute.
What's up, guys? I want to tell you guys about one of our new sponsors and favorite tattoo shops here in town. Yeah, our favorite tattoo shop is Lasting Dose Tattoo, located in Midtown Reno at 888 South Virginia Street. They are open Tuesday to Saturday, 12 to 8. They have an artist for any style tattoos. Walk-ins are always welcome. And they have an art gallery that you can see as you wait for your tattoo. For any information, you can find them at www.lastingdosetattoo.com or their Instagram at lastingdosetattoo. Freedom is not free. I want him to know why Officer Darren Wilson didn't go to jail for killing our brother Michael Brown. I want him to know why. I want him to know why George Zimmerman didn't go to jail for killing Trayvon. I want him to know why. And the reason is because America is at war with the black man. You do not go to jail for carrying out your responsibilities to your state. That's why no police will ever go to jail for killing a black man because war has been declared on the black man. It's the black man who simply won't accept it. Look, the art of war is some meaning behind the message. You don't need a gun or sword if you treat your mind as the weapon. Our colors is hitting, the secrets teachers hiding their lessons. History books was full of people with white complexions. Reach the heights of destiny, nigga, we define the essence. Uh, took my rap money, made a team for my investments, get my family out the hood. The only reason why I'm stressing small city, but niggas carry heat the size of Precious. Look, I speak on shit you other rap niggas nervous to say The purchase I pay more than most niggas earn at my age My purpose was made from my birth was determined for grade The land of the free unless you black or you served in a cage For my niggas behind the wall trying to learn a portray You get free and they make it hard just to earn up a wage You either return to the cage or get murdered in graves That's the power how racist judges could turn us to slaves We celebrate 150 years of freedom Did y'all know that? Since 2015, 150 years. What do we got, black folks? Where's our airplanes? What do we got? Where's our supermarkets? What do we got? Where's our schools? What do we got? Where's our banks? What do we got? 150 years of freedom. Whatever. Yo. Compared to the wise, could win a war with just my ears and my eyes. The greatest victories come to those who prepare when it's time. Inspired by moments, seeing mommy with tears in her eyes. Smoking cigarettes while she playing out Mary J. Blige. Racist cops shoot at our kings, they even got a noose if you free. One shot could turn your blood to a pool when you bleed. Poison our mind, even poison the food that we eat. Choke us out in broad day till we can't move or can't breathe. I'm the female man, some moose of the niggas. Generational wealth, what I plan to do for my niggas, I'm the palm reader. Look how I hand the future to niggas. With music to my ears, so I hand the flute to my niggas. All praises due to the highest as God protect me. I give you food for thought, but my diet was Dr. Sebi. Kings killing kings won't get to be led, let it be violent. What's worse than being physically dead is mentally dying. America has the highest incarceration rate on the planet. And most men, black men, in jail are in jail for non-violent drug-related offenses. In other words, he was selling crack and heroin on the street because he couldn't find a decent job through which he could earn enough to take care of his family. So who is responsible when the black male is miseducated, economically castrated, comes out of jail, cannot find any opportunity to set his life aright, can't get welfare, can't get health care, can't get public housing, can't get student loans. So he breaks the law again and goes back. We look at him. How about the system? 
Freedom is not free. Welcome back to Up in the Mix. That was Caesar's song of the week. It was Freedom by Jay Noir. I like the the uh, sample they have. What, what movie is that from with Denzel Washington? Uh, the right? Uh, he's like, Freedom isn't free. Given that's, is that Malcolm X? It could be Malcolm X. I think it might be Malcolm X. Well, nice little Spike Lee joint. Yeah. But yeah, like obviously production is always good. We're big fans of Apollo Brown, Chain Noir out there, you know, Midwest, I think uh, Detroit. Yeah. And she just lays down bars, knows how to tell a story. And this she talks about like um, the criminal, justice. criminal justice system, you know, like she talks, she starts off with um, all the white faces in the history books. And then she goes on, you know, to talk about, you know, the sky, people in jail, black men in jail for, you know, nonviolent crimes. You know, just just what's happening in the universe. <laughs> we were talking about continents yesterday, <laughs> and some girls like, "Why is it called Australia?" <laughs> like, that's not what they called it, right? And I was like, "There's so many layers to this question. <laughs> yes. Yeah, There's so much to you want to unpack here. this today." Mm-hmm. We're I'm like, we're gonna spend the, like the whole year unpacking that question. <laughs> yes. Now, do so like, you end up changing your your what study plans or whatnot, your class plans based on questions like that? Oh yeah. If a kid, like, it, I love that because, and I even asked them, you know, we, I was talking about world history. I'm like, because world history is, so there's so much. Um, I asked them, like, is there specific areas of mm-hmm. the world, like, is there a specific region of the world or is there specific topics or time eras that you want to learn more about? And we'll focus on that because, you know, if they have some say, they're going to be more engaged and, you know, honestly, there's so much we can go over in world history that yes. like we can't possibly do it in one year. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's if there's like something they're really interested in, yeah, like we'll do we'll go more in depth in it than like you know something else. Or uh, now with government, you know, I try and do everything mm-hmm. because they need to know. <laughs> or, you know, we do every you know, mm-hmm. all four branches or four, <laughs> all three branches. Sean gets an F. <laughs> All three branches, like we you know, and we look at the you know, right now we're doing the foundations of democracy. So we're looking at, you know, what was guiding the what philosophies were guiding, you know, the framers of the Constitution and whatnot. So it's yeah, there's some freedom in what mm-hmm. we teach, and I ask, I do my best to like get their input of like, is there something you really want to learn about more about, or um, especially with current events with government, like. Last year we did a thing because they had so many questions about Ukraine and what was going on. So, you know, we could let's take a day or two and do a deep vibe and, and talk about. So, yeah, it could be interesting. It's fun it's, if you make it that way. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I'm not trying to be bored at work. <laughs> yeah, that too. But uh, back to you. Mm-hmm. And, the, and uh, the justice court judge you know, you explained kind of what they do. Um, what do you what? would you bring to this job um, with your perspective and, and who you are as a person that uh, would set you apart from, you know, someone else? I, th- what sets me apart again is, is I think my experience, you know, the, the different things that I've done, the different things that I've seen and just obviously my personal experiences, you know, being a first generation black female growing up in the Reno Sparks area is a perspective that, no one else really has, you know, and so being able to use that in in addition to what it's like, you know, working at the jail and, and seeing individuals who've come in at, at the, the very first instance of, of their arrest, um, seeing individuals who are, have been incarcerated and, and the things that they have gone through, 
Um, but then also working at the court system, um, seeing that the, the chances that individuals get, um, and, and, you know, with the current position that I do and, 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 you know, it's the, the justice system has so many facets to it and, and so many lives are touched and so many lives are involved. And, you know, we talk about sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, well, this is a, a victimless crime, you know, because it may be just drug possession or, or, or something of that nature where it's not a direct, you know, theft char- charge where, you know, someone had property or, or, or money stolen from them. But every, there is really isn't much of, uh, in terms of a, a victimless offense, just because there are families involved, um, you know, of, of, you know, whether it's a mother who has to see their son being incarcerated or, you know, loved ones involved um, or, you know, counselors who've been trying to work with individuals um, and they see them fall back into the system. Um, and so there, there isn't really any offense that occurs that doesn't touch someone's life. And so being able to have seen all of that and, 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 and witnessed all of it, I really want to be able to use all of that um, to through my contacts with individuals, you know, I, on my website, ericaflavin.com. <laughs> <laughs> so please visit uh, through, you know, I have a, a story on my website, essentially, that there's one particular individual that, that sticks with me. He was drunk driving and his best friend was a passenger in his vehicle they crashed. His best friend died uh, in that accident. It was it was it was it was horrific. Um, but through after his arrest, uh, he I was able to work with him. I was supervising him at pretrial services, and I got to see the changes in him. Um, but I also you know treated him as as an individual. You know, he was one who stayed on top of all of his conditions and did everything that he needed to do. Ultimately, he was sentenced to prison. That was the, uh, you know, that was the, what am I trying to say? That was the punishment for that particular offense. You know, if someone someone dies, right, then, right. you know, there, there are consequences, obviously. And he went to prison. He, after he got out of prison, he sought me out, came back to see me, and just kind of really thanked me for the way I had treated him, for the just listening. Um, and, you know, I wasn't a counselor or anything like that. But it matters how we treat people, whether they're at their lowest um, whether they're at their highest, you know, however they come into the system, I think it matters how we treat people. Uh, and I want to be able to, you know, affect some change through my personal interactions with other individuals. And I mean, let's be honest, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to <laughs> sell some dream that suddenly, you know, I'm nice to someone and, and that brightens their day and they never commit another offense that's that's definitely not the case uh, but again i do think it matters how we treat individuals well, you see the impact yes i see i've seen the impact and you know that's just one particular story that i tell but there's so many others um you know and i, I had a, another individual who when he first came into the system i worked with him 
we were able to get probation on his case. Unfortunately, he wasn't successful on probation. He came back. Ultimately, his probation was revoked. But the interactions that I had with him were always very positive, again, because I was rooting for him, you know, and, and he knew that. Um, and I, I wanted to see him being successful. And he knows he knew that I couldn't make any promises to him. And I was real on what I thought his chances for reinstatement are, were. And, you know, those are the interactions, the, the people interactions that I want to be able to continue um, on the bench. And so, again, that doesn't mean, you know, I, I, people I, I have to preface it because people assume, oh, well, you know, everyone should just be out on the street and, you know, uh, no one should have to go to jail. And, and no, that's that's definitely not the case. There are consequences for, for actions. And, you know, I've seen it in people's eyes. They're, they say, I just need to get out. I need treatment or I need to see my loved one or this, that, and the other. And I can see plain as day, even if that's their intention, that definitely is not the result or that's not the reality because they're just not ready for one reason or another. And so I think it's being able to have that sense that when the request is being made of this, that, and the other, on the bench I can parse through and see what's really needs to happen in a case for that individual, for any victims, um, and, and for society, and essentially. And I, I think that's just really what's important and what I think I can bring to the bench, essentially. Fantastic. Yeah. Got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> I think your passionate knowledge definitely comes through. Yes, yes. thank you, and, thank uh, you. You know your motivations are, are are good. Yeah, for for pursuing this this office. Thank you. Yeah. I you know it's it's uh, again you know representation matters, but I also I just really do have a passion for this work, and I know this work, and I know that this is right you know and this is what should be what i should be doing and, and what i should be going for so i'm i'm really excited i'm really excited for the future awesome i'm gonna have to have you come talk to my students yes please explain the how you the can draw the diagram <laughs> on the board you can do it all yourself yes and i actually i have spoken um this was at unr but i have spoken with some some i think it was like pre-law students or whatnot at unr and it was a really enjoyable experience and and i also you know also tell students that you know you don't have to be top of the class in order to you know be a judge or in order to be this or in order to be that you know you, you it's it is not just those individuals who can succeed and I try and be a model to say hey you know that wasn't me I never had you know aspirations that I was going to go to law school and I was going to do this and I was going to do that but I just I really want to you know, be show people or kids firsthand that these are the things that are possible. Right. Right. That's fantastic. Thanks. What originally inspired you to get into like the criminal justice, like to study that back in, in college? Initially I was studying political science and uh, thought that that was maybe the route that I was going to take. And then it just, I I loved the back and forth. You know, I loved the, I, I, I asked lots of questions. <laughs> and in case you couldn't tell, I, I, and I just love to gain knowledge about things. And 
within political science, I just could tell obviously that, that that just wasn't me. That wasn't the route I wanted to take. And so I had taken some criminal justice classes that really interested me. So I just decided to take another one and another one and another one. And soon, you know, before I knew it, I had almost enough credits to graduate within with a major in, in, in criminal justice. And so it was clearly that was the path that I was headed on and the path that I was going to take. And it just really interested me. And so I just continued with it. And it just, I happened upon the job at the jail uh, that and and then kind of just the rest kind of fell into place after that. That's how you know you're living right. <laughs> What's that? You must have been living right. Oh. Yeah. You know, just you step know, by step. I think that what I have come to learn is that no matter how much you try to make one thing work or a, a, a you know, a peg, a, what is it, a square peg to fit in a circle, it just isn't going to happen. And Sometimes you got to let go and, and things somehow will manage to fit, fit, fit on their own. And, and, and so I try to kind of embrace that a little bit more. I mean, obviously you have to work hard. That's, that's number one, but you can't force something that isn't going to work. And if it's not working then figure out what's next. And yeah, little pivot. Yeah. <laughs> Be like water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. As Bruce Lee would say, <laughs> Be like water. Um, I so I my uh, my uncle's uh, a lawyer, and I always thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then in college, I was like, I don't know that I want to go to law school mm-hmm. <laughs> after that. And uh, yeah, and I was like, well, I can always do it later. And then I fell in love with teaching. But I read this book, "Let's Get Free: A Hip Hop Theory of uh, the Justice System." Have you heard of this book? Oh. I have not, but I would love to read it. Yeah, I highly, I highly recommend it. Um, it was written by someone who, because of his own experience mm-hmm. and the, his negative experiences with the criminal justice system, mm-hmm. decided to, uh, bec- you know, pursue a career in it. And um, yeah, it's inter- It's an interesting read. Um, Z and I talked about it a few years ago, but yeah, I'll send you the name. It's called Please. "Let's Get Free" uh, by Paul Butler. Um, and he's, I think he was in DC with the, in the involved in the criminal justice system there, but uh, yeah, uh, great interview so far. It's fantastic. Yes. Um, I'm gonna t- we'll take our second break, and I'll play my song of the week. Uh, it is new album just dropped collaboration no, 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 no. with uh, it's Danger Mouse, Black Thought with all sorts of other <laughs> guests. This song has Run the Jewels on it. And uh, Aesop Rocky, um, salute to Ian. I ran into him last night, and he also had purchased this album. Like, I purchased, I pre-bought this, I don't even know when. I for, <laughs> it was so long ago, I forgot, uh, on vinyl. And then I saw that the album was coming out, and I got a little notification, like, yeah. oh, your your purchase has shipped. And I was like, Ooh, nice. oh, I forgot about buying <laughs> that. Um but uh, yeah, the the album's called Cheat Codes. The name of the song is Strangers. So uh, listen and enjoy. Salut. Well, guys, here's a word from our favorite watering hole in East Sparks. Paxson Pints is located at 944 Victorian Avenue in Sparks, and you should check them out. They have happy hour every day from 3 to 6 p.m. They've got full bottle service, meaning you can buy beer and take it home with you. For more information, you can check out their website at sparkspacksandpints.com. That's sparkspacksandpints.com. 
com for more info. And if you mention the podcast, you get 10% off. So holla at our boys. Peace. Suffering from future shock Hurting and hating Waiting for that other shoe to drop I was relocating This whole operation to the top For you to copy and paste In case you forgot I'm super hot and beyond your range It's kind of strange How to change the climate ain't Because of climate change I acquired this affinity For finer things Like pitfalls, range And rules from gold chains And dangers When niggas get high Then die fameless Slugs spiral out of the chamber And fly aimless I was too wise to the game And try candy from strangers Who speak Anything but my language Ooh, from the Indian trees is my fragrance Food, I consider these thieves That's not gangsters So many fuck boys Acting like they tough guys I'ma call you bluff guys Let me see you up, right? What, what, what? Tough guy, huh? You can tell me You can tell me what? I keep the 4-5 close, get your lo-fi smoke, like the Wi-Fi broke, forget the wise got jokes, got my ties bro, financial status in the Motai, get your familia, smoke on both sides though, oh my, now reach into your pockets, pay homage, pay me hundreds, so pay me no mind bro, and my screen don't work, got an iPhone 4, like the Wi-Fi broke, it's still a smartphone no. okay like k so body gone cabron, K-Tough guy don't take me for no fun guy, see you with my third eye, just with one eye closed. Um, one time when I was ducking from the one time, it's one time weapon on my left side. I'm gunshot swimming in my new bins. Doors open up like two fins. New whips on Dr. Seuss's. One fish, two fish, red whip, blue whip.
Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's Song of the Week, and it was Strangers by Danger Mouse, Black Thought, ASAP Rocky, and Run the Fucking Jewels. Like I said, this album's fantastic. Um, shout out to uh, uh, Buddha and .com. I was talking to uh, Todd on Instagram, and he's like, I think this might be the album of the year. Already? It was so yeah. funny. Like, he said that, and then, like, Ian said the same thing. Uh, okay, I, I got to get a good listen. So I'm like, wow, like... You guys are really feeling this, huh? I'm not ready to say that. It is fantastic. I've enjoyed it. You haven't made it to the fourth quarter yet. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, a, it's August. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's a cont- It's definitely a contender. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll I got to. see gotta, how the rest of the year plays out. We'll see tonight when the baby goes to sleep. I could uh, get a good listen without uh, the baby interrupting. Yeah, me. I haven't listened to the whole thing all the way through on vinyl yet. Yeah. I listened <laughs> Okay. Oh, a little pinky up and shit over here. I listen to all Haven't my listening on vinyl. Mister, I got no kids and shit. Uh, yeah, he was like, oh, so you're doing like one record a month? I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, good luck staying with the one record. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know. It's the same thing with shoes. Mm-hmm. This is just well, my vices right now. Say you guys got a kid, then you're forced to like one record every six months. <laughs> you got to save them ducats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, enjoy it while I, I, Yeah, I, enjoy yeah. while you got it because like. That's why, like, the kid, awesome, but sneaker game. Yeah. That's why I tell my students, like, don't have a kid early. That's what I tell. Children. That's what I tell kids. Have that disposable income. Exactly, it's fun. I had a blast. Like, I, my kid, I was on. I was like thirty. What? How old am I? I don't even know. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. So thirty-five. So all that time traveling, sneakers. You know. You don't have to give it all up. But they need to Just, know. Yeah. They need can. to know. Anyways, Erica, it's time for the meandering questions. The hard body questions. Are you ready for these? I'm very ready. All right. Let's do it. First question. Who is someone who inspired you as a child, and who is someone who inspires you now? Mm, That's easy, easy, (laughs) easy. I will be on it. I mean, obviously, honesty is what you want. But my parents, you know, it's mushy and sappy, but my parents work so, 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 so hard for all of us, you know, and, and, you know, having four kids, four girls, uh, they are the example. They are the model that I am trying to follow. And I don't even know that I'm halfway there, but, you know, working multiple jobs, you know, I I was talking to one of my friends the other day and, you know, we were talking about how as life gets busy and kids start doing different activities and whatnot. And I remember, you know, my mom would work, you know, graveyard, drop us off in the morning. And then someone would either my mom or dad would pick us up um, in the evening and then drop us off to practice and then sleep in the car because they have essentially been up for hours and hours and working and then, you know, pick us up, take us home, go to the next job, Mm -hmm. that immigrant (laughs) hustle, you know, and, you know, we, you know, we were so happy and we had everything that we needed. And I mean, they just, they just work so hard. And, uh, you know, I can't stress that enough. And they taught us what's right and what's wrong and, and what's going to be expected that, that also that immigrant, you know, you're not going to get away with anything, (laughs) you know? So, um, you know, they taught us what you need to look like when you leave the house, you know, clothes on straight, ironed, all of that, you know, it's, it's just, they instilled work ethic in us you know, they instilled what's right and wrong. And I mean, I, I still talk to my parents today and seek out their advice. And 
they're just a really important part in my life. And, and so that's an easy question. My parents yes. inspire me and, and do it every day to this day. Awesome. Did they uh, meet in Nigeria or did they meet mm-hmm. here? They actually, they, so they met in Nigeria um, and then they were separated by a civil war and they, my mom actually was in the States and my dad kind of was like, well, I, I remember her and I wonder what she's doing and how she is. And they started writing letters, the good old fashioned, you know, oh, man. <laughs> this should be a book. Yeah, I'm going to say this is a Dude, I'm right yeah. Let's get your parents <laughs> on. Origin story. They no, are, let's go. My parents are, their lives are not, and I say wild and crazy and they've had so much hardship but also so many good things and and so yes they i'm sure could be a whole episode in and of themselves but yeah they started writing letters the old-fashioned way back and forth back and forth back and forth and ultimately you know determined that they wanted to be together and rest is history made it happen happen. we're making a (laughs) rom-com yes that sounds fantastic right dude letters yeah 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 who would you know who does that no one well not, not anymore. anymore now not, it's like DMs. not anymore now yet. it's gonna be dms you know in the new age but the letters like it's just sweet it's you know? sweet patience old-fashioned yeah yeah all right the next one uh your favorite place to eat in sparks Ooh, that's a good one so I don't know if I can pick one specific Lay it all because out. I like, you know, a lot of different cuisines. Okay. So I would say for. Um, this is a good way to answer this question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Break it down by cuisines. Yes. So we know where to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So on uh, what's it? Disc on disc. Is it Los Compadres? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love going there. Um, and then actually within that same shopping center, uh, Chinese food. And I'm trying to It's Fortune something. Fortune right? Palace. That's the spot, right? Yes. I know, I know. Love, going, <laughs> love Fortune Palace. Um, where else? I love sushi. So I like uh, what's the one that used to be this is dating me, but the old Tower Records. Oh, E. G. EG. Yeah, though it was the warehouse. The warehouse, yeah. Tower Records is right now. Sorry, sorry. But, <laughs> but yes, uh, EG. Love EG. Um, where else? Do you got a burger spot? A burger spot in Sparks. I'm trying to think. Not off the top of my head. I'll have mm. to think about that one. Of course, I live in and out, but that's that's not a restaurant, really. <laughs> That's right, people. Listen to that. <laughs> Listen to that motherfucking shit. So I, I like, I like to go try different things and go to new places. So nice. Haveli is nice as well. That's off of Los Altos. I haven't heard of that place. It's Indian, Indian mm. food. It's right by. It's Panda right by Express. Panda. Yes. They have those wild lights. I need to go in there. It feels like a club on the outside. <laughs> but it's just like, uh, yeah, just like because I don't live on that s- side of town anymore. But I, every time uh, I pass it, I'm like, the lights are on. There's not car. Like, I want to go in there. <laughs> yes. Like, they got me. But it's good. Ooh, good. another great spot is by the Rayleigh's on McCarran. Um Ray- McCarran and Pyramid. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's right next door. What am I? What is the name? It's like Thai food, I think. 
I can't think of the name. Oh, I know, I know where it's at. Though, I know it's, it's right by Bullies. Is it yeah, in between, between Bullies and Rayleigh's? No, the other, oh, the other, the other side? side of Rayleigh's. Uh, yes. Because okay. there used to be uh, Hawaiian time over there. Yes. yes, yes. Hawaiian time was great. I never, I never got to experience it before yeah. they closed. Yeah, they closed. Like, Black Rock Pizza was over there too. I think. Is that not yes. there anymore? I don't yes. think it's there. I think anymore. that was Hawaiian time, wasn't it? No, it was on the like you know, say I'm looking straight at Rayleigh's. It was on the left. That's where Hawaiian time was. Yeah, so it might have been. Yeah. Damn. Black Rock yeah. Pizza was good. It it was good. Yeah. It was good low key. No one really knew about it. it was just tight. But okay, I'm gonna try it because that one's around. I could walk to that one. So yeah. that tight place, I might have to go see what's. It's up. really, it's really tasty. See what's up. There's to... a lot of great places in Sparks. A lot of great places. You just and gotta like dig a little bit. Yes, because you know? some of them are kind of like little hidden spots mm-hmm. as well. And there's a lot of new places. I think I'm not as up on some of the new. No places. one is. I mean, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> there's places over here that I forget about all the time. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I haven't been to that place in years. I right. forgot it existed. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, next question: What is the last TV show you binged? So the last, there's two. When I was home on maternity leave it was what is the name now jane the virgin oh. it's an interesting name but it's actually a great show yeah, yeah i'm familiar um, with that and that and then game of thrones oh uh we're watching my fiance hasn't seen that we're watching that right now yeah i just rewatched it so. it's it's great and they're starting the spin-off yeah, this that's weekend why, that's why yeah yeah i, like, I need to start we'll watching watch this and then i'll binge the spin-off like, yes but yep. I haven't been able to get into any new shows yet. I've watched like one or two episodes of a new show, but I haven't been to able me, to. Time is too precious. <laughs> yeah. To like waste it on a possibly not good show, I gotta <laughs> wait till it comes out, and then everyone's like, "It's mm-hmm. good. You should, it's okay to get invested in it." Yeah. Yes. So uh, what we've been watching is this fool. It's on Hulu, and it's like the Latin experience of uh, like. I, w- I wouldn't watch that. I yeah. saw no, I, it's the, pretty com- good. the the comedian, right? Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. Like, uh, I was, like, going to be, like, it's going to be kind of stereotypical. Aren't they in Texas, like, Houston or something? No, I think they're in, like, uh, L.A., I feel. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's great. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to check that one out. So, next question. Uh, favorite thing to do to relax? Sleep. <laughs> yeah, with a, a daughter and a campaign and busy work. Unfortunately, sleep is a you know the the commodity right now that I don't get enough of. Yeah, <laughs> that's your self care. Yeah, yeah, that's my self care. I would a love to say sleep. a massage or something of that nature, but I don't even have time for that right now. Um, and my uh-huh. daughter's sleep schedule or her like uh, her her bedtime routine it, it's off, and so uh, the nighttime bedtime routine is brutal right now. Yeah. She's not having it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always so, like, I'm always like, you ready for bed? No, Dad. Yes. And I was like, get out of here, <laughs> get out of my bed. My daddy trying to sleep. All right. Uh, following up, whose music is on repeat for you right now? It depends on the mood, but I think if it's super, you know, if I'm going to be hyped up, a lot of energy. Obviously, Beyonce, maybe Drake. But if I want something kind of more like mellow, what's his name? It's Khalid. 
Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We're fans. We're fans. Yes. Um I would say more often than not, actually though, I have his songs on repeat. They're just you they that calming presence. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause and they like I don't know why, but sometimes like just when he sings, like I get like goosebumps, you know, because I mean, it's just super talented. Yes. And that's the, it's weird to He's think like how young years he is. Old, yeah. Yes. yeah. And I'm like, this teenager out here? Yeah. With, with the vibes. When he wrote his first that album. first one, he was yeah. I haven't seen him like he's like yeah like I go to prom I was like oh my god this guy good wild ass Texas so talented but just and a, a beautiful voice mm-hmm. so more often than not realistically I'm yeah. probably mm-hmm. listening to his yes for that that calming if I if I can't get more sleep at least I can get something to relax me while I'm driving or whatever <laughs> else. find some peace where you can yes yes, yes. Um, last one coffee or tea and then favorite place for it. I go back and forth. I'm on a tea kick right now. So right now I would say tea. If you ask me next week, it may be different. Uh, but Lighthouse Coffee is kind of my spot currently. Nice. Well, congratulations. You Those made it. Those were questions. You made Thank it. Thank you. You won. You navigated it. <laughs> you won. You did it. You, did it. you, you made did it through the maze. You did it. Caesar, you would love it. This week uh, is a themed mm-hmm. week at the school, and uh-huh. the theme is coffee. Oh, shit. And each day they're, like, highlighting a different, like, coffee place, mm-hmm. and, like, you're dressing. It's, I, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense, but these but kids probably love it. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I'm like, how do you drink coffee? <laughs> like, God, th- times have changed. So, yeah, they all, like, I didn't remember kids drinking coffee when we were I didn't. in high school. No. And all these kids. But it was their, only, like, Starbucks, really, that we had anyway. True. So that's right. just yeah. it. That's they don't very have, like, true. The, they have, like, the roost and, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I forget the different days. Each day is a different coffee place. Okay, okay. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, they're like dressing up based off. I don't even know how they're dressing. I don't know how this relates. Bet you a lot of the earth tones going on. (laughs) Well, one day is like a pink out day. (laughs) I don't know. I'm Uh, I'm, that's. I feel they're going to be excited about matcha day and stuff. (laughs) I did go to a new coffee place though. Cafe con Papi. That I need it. Everyone, t- uh, Ian's been there, and he says it's good. It's good. On Sixth Street, mm-hmm. kind of close to downtown. Yeah, okay. like where Bavaria is it Bavaria? Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like across the street oh, from okay. that. Yeah, I've driven by that. Yeah, place. so yes. it's like uh, right by Wells, Wells and Six, kind of right there. Interesting. I need to go there. Cafe con Papi. Cafe con Papi. It sounds like a spot for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tomorrow my early bike ride. I'll swing by over there. Well, uh, we only have a couple more things to go. Caesar, you have a, a what grinds your gears this week? AKA racism this week. <laughs> so, uh, this professor from uh, Maryland, uh, I think he at uh, Hopkins University, was uh, him and his wife were selling the house, and the wife's also a professor. They did an appraisal on their house with their information and things like Pictures that. Pictures of them and stuff. Pictures of them and like in the in the everything, their family photos and stuff. So they appraised the house for like four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, and that's was like seventy-five thousand dollars under than like the average in their neighborhood, right? So him being a professor, he uh, switched everything. Hold on a second, key word here: black professors. Black professor. They're both black. Black professors. Both of them. Key key components mm-hmm. that it was not shared. So uh, yeah, John Hopkins University in Maryland. So he switched all the information and even had his professor buddy that was white pretend to be, his pretend house. To be him, and it was a quarter of a million dollars difference. Seven hundred seven thousand dollars. Yeah, for just because they had to de-blackify their house. Mm-hmm. 
Like taking out all of their their family photos. Photos, and that, that's pretty much was probably it. Family wow. photos, just so it doesn't show that people of color live there. Yeah, and a quarter of a million dollars. Wow, but it was underappraised. It's crazy, and it was even underappraised at the, they didn't even do with the neighborhood. And yeah. nothing else changed. Nothing else changed. They used like the same income and everything. Wow, and just like, I mean, that's life changing money. Like, yes, it's just so great. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at first it was appraised for four seventy two, and that was still under the neighborhood average. And then they appraised it for seven fifty. And now was that appraisal with the se- the second one? Was that with the same company? Um, they went with uh, so the first one was like Loan Depot because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they denied them a mortgage because uh, like for a second home because of their evaluation of their house was so low. So he's like, he's like, this can't be it, you know? Like my neighbor's house or some guy down you the street. You can look on Zillow and on see. Zillow and see. And like sold. Zillow, and that's that's a rough estimate. It's not going to be the yeah. best, but it's still it like. Gives you, it gives you some sort of idea. You know, so maybe even Zillow showed like a $100,000 difference compared from his house to the same house down the block, same square footage and everything, you know? Wow. So, yeah. So that's this weekend raises and grinding my gears and shit. <laughs> it just reminded me because before I worked where I do now, I used to put in two applications, one Cesar Lopez and one John Lopez. And, really? And John used to always get the, the interview. And they're like, oh, I thought your name was John. I was like, oh, that's a nickname. <laughs> and then, that, then you know, then they interview, they like me, and cool. Like, but John would always get it. Yeah. Shit's I fucked mean, up. It's, it's constant. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> that was depressing. Yes. Racism is still about. Uh, if you have a shout out or a call out or would like to make a song request, uh, you can give us a call at 775-800-9153, 775-800-9153, leave a voicemail. Um, I actually didn't check them this week, which reminds me, I don't know if we had any School requests. started, you busy. Yeah. We all busy. Exactly. But uh, before we go, Erica, we have one last question for yes. you. If you win your election, what would be your number one priority? My number one priority, and I think this is just overall, I mean, my number one priority is to really make individuals feel like they are heard and they are individuals when they come into my court. Treat them like people. Treat them like people. should not be that revolutionary of an idea, but But this is the world we live in. It's an idea I love. (laughs) And before we go... I would love to put out all my information. Let it out there. Yes, so they can find me online. My uh, email, or excuse me, my website again is ericaflavin.com, E-R-I-C-A, and that's uh, Flavin, F as in Frank, L-A-V as in Victor, I-N as in Nancy, ericaflavin.com. They can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all the same uh, name, at Flavin for Justice. So Flavin, the number four, Justice. And um, there's lots of ways that people can contribute yeah, tell to, them. Yes, <laughs> tell them. to the campaign and uh, volunteers. 
always a need for volunteers, whether it just be what we call lit dropping, dropping off flyers at people's doors, um, or helping me knock at some point, um, or just walking with me and just being someone to chat with while I'm walking. I'm always in need of volunteers. You can head to my website to sign up um, or just to reach out to me if you're interested. Um, donations, obviously, campaigns, unfortunately, can't run themselves. And a lot of individuals are self-funded, which means that they are able to just use their own wealth or their own money to uh, further pay for their campaigns. Imagine that. I am not <laughs> in that position. Uh, so I am uh, fundraising. And so any donation helps. There's no donation that is too small. Uh, to donate, they can again head to my website, ericaflabin.com. Um, so donate, volunteer, and just help me spread the word. Tell people about me. You know, a lot of individuals say, well, I don't live in Reno, so there's nothing I can do. Nope, you can still spread the word. Most people know someone who lives in Sparks, whether it's friends or family. So please tell them about me. Tell them my name. Tell them what you know about me or what you've heard or uh, direct them to, you this know. podcast. Exactly. So they can be inspired yes. to go out there <laughs> mm-hmm. and help this woman get elected into this. Exactly. I, I keep saying office, but I guess it's judgeship. <laughs> either way. Either yeah. way. I mean, all hands on deck, essentially. You know, any and any way that anyone would like to reach out or help or lend a hand i am accepting so please Mm -hmm. um i thought of something just now do you have any events coming up uh no events scheduled just yet we should have something um scheduled soon in september so check my facebook page uh to stay posted on that if you want to be added on to my email list again head to my website you can uh Send me an email through the email box. I have a phone number up on there as well, 775-771-7357. You can contact me. That goes that cell number goes directly to me. So stay posted. Thank you again for joining us, Erica. Uh, you definitely, I think, earned... Well, I don't live in Reno. Caesar lives in Sparks. Or I don't I, live in Sparks. Yeah, yeah. You've earned one vote today. Yes. Hopefully you've earned much more. Thank you. Um, yeah, we appreciate you coming out. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. That's a, and that's an awesome end to the season, too. I'm excited. Yeah. It's a good bookmark. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So until next time, we hope you guys, you know, whatever you're doing out there, yeah. stay hydrated, as we like to say. Yes, respect stay each safe, other. Follow your hearts mm-hmm. and uh, prepare to, to make the community better. Vote. Yes, vote. It's important. Vote, 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 vote. November 8th is the general election. Early voting starts about a week or I believe two weeks before that. Mail-in ballots will also go out, so vote, vote, vote. Be a citizen. Be a citizen. Yes. Peace. Salute.